following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Whoa. What happened there? Are we live? Oh, okay. I don't know. My headphones just cut off out of nowhere. Anyways. Hi, guys. Welcome. I'm hosting today. That was, there, hey, there, there it, is. it is. That was weird, <laughs> right? Like, what is going on? I that don't know. That was weird. All right. Okay. I'm not crazy then. Welcome, guys. <laughs> Derek is here. He's, he's going to be joining us as a special guest today. And yeah. Nick, Nick are you now. happy? Are you having a good day? Great. Smile. Dave, smile. how about you? I'm fantastic, thank you. Can I, we, it freaked me out too, for whatever that's worth. That was can we not, do that every day? Like I think every day we should start smile all the time. Every show, just, I think both you guys, like at the beginning of every show, we just want to see you smile, right? I smile all the time. I do. We need a good there we energy. go, but that's not all the time. I smile yeah. all the time. And Nick, I don't know, like he's got that frown right now, like. <laughs> This team's 0-2 in the preseason. Like, what's there to smile about? <laughs> what's there to about? smile about? Okay. If unless you, the, unless if you got some news season, about Earl, what are we funny. even talking if about? If we get into the regular season and we get to like 0-3, 0-4, then I get it. We'll all be in here frowning. I was but, joking. But This I, team's 2-0 <laughs> in the first there half. You go. There you go. And that you should smile about it. <laughs> all right. We're going to jump into some newsy, newsy stuff first. We're going to talk about the things that happened yesterday a little bit, and then... I wanted to try to answer as many questions as we can as far as people sending us questions on Twitter at Cowboys Break, or you can call us at, um, can't, can, can, can tell us the number, where's the number? 888-855-2297. Again, that's 888-855-2297. Okay, well, there you go. So you call us and... I'm doing this or trying to do this just because we keep talking about the same thing over and over. And <laughs> oh, <are you> <laughs> that is creepy now. That is creepy. It's weird. I'm not used to that. No. That's the Garrett smile. I think you should smile. do it all the time. So we... That's the Garrett smile. <laughs> Stop the it. Garrett Stop smile. it. Okay. That, that makes me uncomfortable. Nice. Clown smile, huh? You guys going to ask me some more questions I hate that I don't want to answer? <laughs> yeah. And then awesome. the eyes sure. kind of get great. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. Let, let's get the safety subject out of the way and just jump right into it. They ended up signing Jerome Johnson and gave him number 29. So <laughs> they did. They did. They that purposeful? Did. Does does that change any of the talks that we've been having as far as oh well maybe get Errol Thomas here? Well, they ended up giving that number up to this guy. It changes absolutely nothing. Yeah, um, Bob Lilly's number is given to Dorrance Armstrong, and he's not going to keep it. No, so and, no. and the thing is, if you get Earl Thomas. Not only is this guy giving up his number, but his locker and everything else. He's probably his his, like all. I don't know I mean, about that. No disrespect. Carry it. No disrespect intended to JJ Wilcox, but uh, he's one of the nicest guys that I've covered with this team. But it, I mean, if another team signed JJ Wilcox, just that's what we're talking about here. It's like, well, this this JJ Wilcox guy is he going to keep you from doing anything else? No, he's right, a journeyman right. veteran guy who you didn't pay a lot of money to. Who, um. If, if, I could see him making the 53, but I wouldn't bank on it. If Jaron Johnson gets cut and ends up joining the break and sits over there, <laughs> we would still have zero interceptions as a group. Mm. Jeez. Yikes. That doesn't make me happy. <laughs> Yikes. 
Right. Yeah. I think he's just a special teams he's, guy. He was right? he was Chris Richard's Kayvon Frazier in okay. Seattle. That's what he was. Uh, he's a special teams guy. So he's still is, in trouble. Come week one, if Xavier Woods isn't playing. Yeah. Yeah. You could argue you're in trouble if he is. All right. Just I've been saying, saying it all week, and I didn't that. want to yeah. say it again. So just saying. Nick well, doesn't believe in him. The Cowboys had I just any... haven't seen him. He I hasn't know, started just, a game. I'm not sure. The Cowboys had an event today. Steven Jones was out. I guess AT and T Stadium. Actually, Texas Live. Which I'm very oh, excited okay. about. Okay, so for PBR stuff. Well, I think I don't know why they did it there. They just did, but it's the new indoor happening party spot that they built right between the Rangers' new ballpark and AT and T Stadium. How, how's that going to affect Cowboy games? I know it'll affect Ranger games when they start playing there. Uh, what, what is it going to do I for mean, Cowboy games? I I don't know, but I assume it's going to give people a place to hang out, place to go. Is like it a bar? Games. I mean, is it kind it of is, a, you go hang out, it's, drink? It's and, the new thing. I you know I know a lot of our listeners aren't in Dallas, but if you are, if you've ever been to Legacy Hall down the road, have you? Have not. It's it's a new thing. I know they have something like this in Philly. It's something you see in situations like this a lot, where it's at one building. That encompasses about eighteen different things. There's like you were telling me about this. Yes, there's got like, a lot of restaurants. Mall. Seven. It's kind of like it's like <laughs> a, a mall for food. It's and a drinks. mall specifically <laughs> yeah. for like tailgating. There's like yeah. seven restaurants. There's a few bars. I'm in. There's two stages. There's an outdoor stage and an indoor stage. Like it's basically just a one stop shop for you're going to the game later. Here's where you can hang out and give yeah. us your money until then. I'm in. No, I'm 100. Yeah. Like it's good business. LSU's yeah. playing out there in two weeks, and I do not want to hang out in a 100 degree parking lot. I'd right. much rather be in there. So you got options for food. So yeah. you can jump around, get different I mean, kinds of food. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to do a commercial for Texas Live, but <laughs> we do commercials for everything else. It's so. pretty badass, <laughs> honestly. Like if you're coming to a game this year, whether you live in Dallas or anywhere else, it's a yeah. cool little spot to go before the game. So that's going to be open, but the. Rangers ballpark no, stadium won't be open for years. I think two, years. Well, I think 2020. Okay. So year and a half, whatever. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, anyway, but what I was anyway. going for <laughs> Stephen Jones, Jones talked and I'm at sure, that. I'm sure Stephen was brought to his attention the whole question about safety again. Yeah. I, I'm assuming. So any different answer than no, what we've no, been hearing no, so far? No. He, he said, "We you know we signed to." He said, uh, probably don't expect to see Xavier Woods before the uh, preseason's over. Maybe, you know, he said, we have to allow for the possibility that he's not ready for the season opener, but that's our hope. Um, and, you know, again, you know, I, th- I feel like people expect us as reporters to just hammer him with questions about <laughs> Earl Thomas. But he can't. Even if we did, he, he can't. And, you know, there's some off-the-record conversations that happen when those types of things go down, but... Uh, there he's, he can't talk about that. There's been no progress in that. Um, but he did, you know, in those types of situations, he does allow that, you know, you're always looking at, you're looking at ways to improve your team. I mean, he says talent acquisition is 365 days a year. I think he says that 365 days a year. (laughs) Um, I really think, you know, I think we've all, we've covered the Earl Thomas thing enough that we know that it's out there. It's certainly not impossible, but other than that, I don't know what to tell you, but I think this team is going to be looking for ways to address that between now and roster cuts. I think, you know, that's a prime spot where I think maybe you trade a sixth or seventh round pick for a guy if you see something you like or you sign, you know, if a team parts ways with a veteran for money reasons or something, maybe you pick him up. I do think they're going to be looking at that. But for the time being, this is it. It sounds like they're going to hold tight with what they've done here and hope that Woods can be back sooner rather than later. Yeah, and moving on from that, Travis Frederick, he's a guy that 
has been out of practice for a little bit and at training camp when we discussed in Osnar, he went to LA to visit a specialist. He's been having the stings, is what you Stinger. guys call it? Stingers on his neck. Anyways, Joe Looney has stepped in. He's done a great job. The Cowboys brought in and you guys to kind of ease the load on Looney. But in the meantime, Travis, we come back here. Now we hear that he's still getting some work done or like uh, getting yeah. some work done, analyzed how big the issue is. And when he last time talked, it sounded like it wasn't a big deal. And it's just like, oh, precautionary. I just need to rest. Does these new reports of just doing different exams concern you guys? I get more and more worried as the days sure. go by. You know, the first I was like, okay, whatever. He's getting a second opinion. People do that all the time. But this is day three where people have kind of been talking and asking about this and the Cowboys don't have any firm answers. Steven said this morning, um, he said he's still getting evaluated. I don't want to comment on it until we've heard that. He did say he's hoping that they get closure on this today. He said maybe by later today we'll have you know some information that we can share you know, people have asked Jason Garrett, they've asked Steven, I think they've asked, asked Jerry too, you know, is surgery something and, and just no comment. Obviously it's a medical thing. That's not surprising, but I mean, until kind of like Zach Martin, you know, they said on Saturday night, we think he's going to be okay. Well, that's great, but I'd like some concrete confirmation that that's true. And that's kind of where I am with Frederick right now. I will say this though. I'm, I'm concerned about just anytime something like this lingers where you don't really know, there's still that possibility that it could be something worse than it is. But I think when you consider the the totality of of what you have at, at the backup position, I think this is actually one of the positions on this team, and there aren't a whole lot of them, but I think this is one of the positions on this team where I feel pretty good about the backup. He's not Travis Frederick, yeah. but I feel pretty good that if he's surrounded by the guys they have on that line and the rest of that line's intact – I feel pretty good about what Joe Looney can do. The part that worries you is you've now taken your swing guard and your backup center, and he's now a starter, which means if any one of those three positions goes down, you're in trouble. And and that's yeah. the part that worries me way more than if I got to go with Looney for a bit without instead of Travis Frederick. Well, and Psych Martin, he's expected to be back for the f- first uh Home season, I can't ever say that word. Season, season opener, opener, home uh, season opener game. <laughs> there we go, <laughs> season opener. He's expected to be back. So, Nick, how much that con- does that concern you now that if you did have yeah. Travis Frederick out and let's say Zach is not ready by that first week, now you got two starters. Yeah, that's Owen and a rookie. Right there. Yeah, yeah, that that's a loss. I think you know for the game. If you, if you go to Carolina and you don't have Zach Martin or Travis Frederick, I think you just start off 0-1 for the season. Um, they got it, some studs on that tough. line up there. It, it, it would be a really tough, tough game because, really you know, you, you, what you count on for this team is to be able to run the ball, be able to be – you talk about Dak friendly, that's not very friendly for your quarterback <laughs> because – So because, you're going to sit him that game? Like, you just be like, hey, no, I, don't not, even, I don't even want to throw him out there. I'm not sitting him for that game, and I don't know if he's going to be sitting for this this next game, actually. Think? No, uh, which I know Dave would be excited to hear. But, uh, <laughs> we he can, had that look on his face when you said that. Well, kind of like, that's, that's something else Stephen talked about that we can get we'll into. Let's talk about that in a second. But I just think, you know, from a line uh, – for the line calls, uh, you know, that that's something that, that – goes unnoticed sometimes. I think Frederick does a great job. Mm-hmm. I think Zach Martin would take that over if Frederick um, – not to say Looney can't do it, but if you had lose both those guys, that would be tough right there. I don't. I mean, because you're talking about signing people. That's going to affect your roster because you have to sign or keep more people just for that. Yep. Joe Looney has looked really good. Uh, he's had a great preseason. I feel great about him. Um, 
I would feel good if he had to step in because Travis twisted his ankle or something. I I can't I can't go with you because and and this is purely speculation on my part. I want to make that clear, but like you're talking about neurological stuff here with the stingers. Like his this is if if he misses time because of this, I don't think it's going to be a couple of games. Well, it's but here's like it, it just it, that sounds like a big deal to me. Like when you're talking about your neck and your spine and your like that's not an easy fit. That's I mean, not, but I've had stingers, and I, I'm just saying but, it's that that's one of those things that it's just rest, and everybody's body is different from what I've been told, and so it just that's my point though is uh-huh. it, it was it was stingers on Wednesday of last week when we were out in L.A. and now we're on day four of Travis Watch like. If if something more is coming out of this, then I again speculation on my part. It sounds more serious than stingers. It sounds so like so. You're saying you think that it could be more than that. It certainly could. I guess what I'm saying is based on what we know at this point, which is the way they've diagnosed or at least described it, is that it's stingers. If it was purely what we know and nothing more, it wouldn't still be an issue. Right. You wouldn't keep yeah. getting second opinions. This is not surprising. Not to true me. though. I don't think that's true because. I think when it comes to stingers, they're not as as black and white as you think. It's not like I tore my knee, like I tore the the ACL in my knee. Like when you have stingers, there's a lot of different tests you go through to kind of figure out the severity, to figure out like is it a specific disc and how how you know what's causing that that problem to go from your neck all the way down your arm. Like there, it's not as simple as just a simple evaluation. Here's the black and white of it. You know? I I get what I just I get what you're saying, but he saw somebody who's supposedly like the best at this stuff in California. And I, again, you y'all know me, like yeah. I'm a ha- I'm a glass half empty person all the way. Uh, so I'm just, I'm bracing myself for it to not be great news. Maybe, that's, just, that's me. Maybe this is a Witten moment. He didn't like what he told him. And so he's looking for somebody else to tell him yeah. what he wants to hear. Like Maybe. we saw that with, with Jason Witten when he had, was that with the spleen? spleen. Yeah. Played when, like crap. You know, the yeah. guy, the guy was like, yeah, yeah, you can't play. And he's like, well, let's go talk to somebody else. And he found somebody that would tell him, yeah, you can play. So well, this is the opposite though. He got good news saying all, all you need to do is well, rest. And Steven, Steven Jones said this morning He's still feeling the effects of that. He's still dealing with some symptoms, which he hasn't practiced at this point in a week, which that seems troubling to me. So, again, I I don't know anything. Purely speculation. I want to make sure that's clear. I'm trying to be responsible, but... I feel like maybe I, that's just my nature, but I'm bracing for them to tell us something that's not great. I mean, definitely, the longer this thing goes on, the more we all probably think hey, something extra is happening here, just because it keeps taking longer and longer. Yeah, right. Which means they're trying to figure things out. Right. Right. So. Right. I, again, if it was just cut and dry, got a stinger, you you need to rest, you'll be fine. We wouldn't we wouldn't have talked about this past last week. I, I, this is not a surprise at all if you watch him block. There's several times when he's doing a one-on-one and he's getting beat. He's getting pushed back, and then all of a sudden, he's not anymore. He arches his back, and he kind of just digs in and gets his base under him, and he just kind of contorts his whole back, and it just stops. You know, this guy thinks he's you know Richard Ash or somebody, whoever you know was just making a push, Antoine Woods, and then just stops. And, you know, and he's been doing that for three or four years now. And you just wondered about the, the lower back. But he also was getting beat a lot more than he ever had. And, and I think it kind of makes sense now that, you know, he wasn't 100% healthy because he doesn't get beat like that, especially guys that probably won't be in the NFL. Which, yeah, I mean, again, we'll have to wait and see what they say when they say it. Hopefully it's by the end of today. But um, it's it's something to watch. And Joe Looney's been great, but... 
Travis Frederick is still, you know, one of the five or six best players on this team for sure. And uh, that, that would not be great if it is a serious injury. Yeah. And Zach Martin is still pending because he's still under recovery. Doesn't sound as major as we thought he would be, but right. he's still on a waiting status. Now, as far as Cole Beasley, we've been talking to him for a long time, wondering why he hasn't been on the field and is it more than just the injury, blah, blah, blah. Now he's back. Yesterday he he did some things out of practice. He's coming back from a groin injury. I wanted to see based on what you guys saw so far. And yesterday at practice, it wasn't all that because, again, they're not fully padded. It's nothing yeah. like training camp anymore or back in Oxnard, right. which is sad. But <laughs> but he, he did some things and just wanted to get a quick evaluation of him and his comeback. I might be in the minority on this. I know he's never been to a Pro Bowl. I know he didn't have a great year last year, but like I lump Cole Beasley in that category where I'm just like, okay, September 9th, you're good to go. I, you know, he looked fine to me. I don't know. You he, don't need to play in the preseason at all. Yeah, that's safe. Yes, <laughs> take Cole Beasley out. You're, you're right. Take them all out. Yep. Thank you. Thank you for doing that for me. Bill, the DallasCowboys.com website team for the preseason game rather than players like just keep the players in the locker room yeah yeah i'll okay. write you know throw throw um marchy murnock's not here anymore throw mikhail mckay out there i'll write a story about it yeah we'll, it'll be fine all right okay let's take our first break when we come back we're gonna get into rico gathers taking reps with the first team offense. rico it can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters you search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. Dual aperture supports F15 mode and F24 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. So stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to the break. All right, we are back and jumping into Rico Gathers, the guy that we also keep talking about. And now he's been practicing with the first team offense. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's going on? So Rico's maybe to they the just. Oh, my. Do we have to? 
Do we have to do this? I'm just saying, like. So thoughts on, on, on him getting some reps in the first team offense. And again, we're getting close to the dateline of when cuts need to be made. And Rico has been one of those guys who he has been making plays. He has been catching the balls and at least keeping it very intriguing for all of those. And we talked about it yesterday a lot. But Yeah, put him in the first team, go up against Carolina, uh, and the Cardinals defense. Arizona's defense, uh, let them go in there and, and face guys that are going to be in the NFL and not out-jump players that probably won't be in the league uh, and just put the competition up a little bit more for him, see how he does in the games. I don't know who's going to be around him for this for this game, but I'm, I mean, he'll have some some players out there that he knows. That's what I want to jump into that, real not to just completely derail you. We can talk about Rico, I promise. But um, I, again, interesting because Stephen Jones is the second person I've heard say this now, which is, well, you know – first team played a lot more than we thought they would on Saturday night in the first place. Like they, they had something, I think they said they had 20 reps planned out for them and they were at like 18 when they started that third possession. And then they went on a 16 play drive. drive. So they went well over the threshold that they had set in the first place. Cause you're not going to pull them out during a successful drive anyway. And so I wonder how much we're going to see these guys, especially, I mean, Zach and Travis aren't going to play. You guys know how I feel, but I wonder how they feel. I mean, you said you think Dak's going to play a little? I think he plays a little bit. If he does, I can't imagine it's more than like a series or two. But, you know, I mean, what if what if Frederick doesn't play the opener? I would like for Dak and Looney to kind of get a few reps in together, uh, mm-hmm. which they have. They got 39 they on got, Saturday They night. got some the other night. Let's get some more in. Now, would you want to see Ezekiel Elliott? Would you expect him to play? Because this is the one game that in the preseason he – no. Supposed to, I'm, <laughs> All right, blow out the speakers. Sorry. Yeah, I, I do actually. <laughs> I know. I, I kind of want to see him too, just for a little bit. You can make a case for every. I mean, every for every guy that gets hurt in the preseason, you can make the case. But when I mean, if a guy go, rushes for 150 yards in the opener, I guarantee you, maybe you can say, well, you know, he had a few snaps. He wasn't rusty. I mean, you can make a case but for everybody. What, what, again, they that, wouldn't do it if it wasn't Dak. important. It goes along with the same thing of Dak and what's happening in the O line. It's like, okay, do you still want to yeah, throw Zeke out there? A little bit, as well? I, just Zeke, a, a little bit. I need, I need a series or two. We'll see how it goes. Zeke is a sturdy dude too. Like it would be one thing if we were talking about a guy that, that looks like Lance Dunbar that you're like, I don't know, he's kind of slight. You don't want to take as few hits on him as possible. Zeke's a sturdy guy. I don't think if you give him a series just to just to get hit a little bit, like he hasn't been hit. He doesn't get hit in practice. Just give him give, give him a series, run a couple of times, and I think it just gives him an opportunity to just kind of experience that feel, like getting a little taking a blow, getting going down, getting back up. Like I just think it gives gives him a little feel, gives him a little taste before you get yeah. to the regular season. And I understand what Dave's saying. Like you would be you would be mortified if you ended up losing your running back for the season, knock on wood. Yeah. But I also think this is football, and the other side of me says you can't run from that in football because that's the nature of football. And I get you know, it makes a lot of difference if you lose him in a regular season versus a preseason game, but I do think giving him a couple snaps is he not gets important. Hit. Yeah. So how, how, many, how, how many possessions would you give him? I'd probably give him a series. I, uh, treat, I treat him like I treat everybody, all the starters in week one so of the preseason. So at most he probably gets 16 snaps or maybe even as few as three. Yeah, we'll split and, the I, and he, he's probably going to get at least two carries, anywhere from two to six carries. So we'll say let, we'll just average it out and say ten snaps, six touches. Yeah, and then he's going to sit on his butt for two weeks, and that's going to make this crazy difference. No, 
It's not going to make like a crazy it's gonna difference. Make it's this... just going to give him an opportunity to get a taste. That's it. That's yeah. all it is. Because guess what? Guess what? The whatever reps that, that you've given these rookie, I mean these these vets through these last couple of weeks, it's the same thing. Like, is that going to make a huge difference? Maybe, maybe not. The point is, you give them a little taste before you get to the regular season where it counts. I can, uh, the offensive line, you know, they have to work in unison and work together, and they've got a rookie between them. I get You don't that. think the running back has to work in unison with them as well? You could just not cut me off before okay, I'm done with sorry. my point. Go ahead. Uh, they got to do all that. The quarterback. Coming from you, <laughs> Look, Dave. Nick's like, Coming from you. All right. <laughs> offensive, Go ahead. Go ahead. offensive line has to work. As Broadus would say. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> offensive line has to work together. They got to do their thing. They got a rookie. The quarterback, def, he's not in a point where, yeah. Oh, hey, it's Zeke. Hey, there he is. Go ahead. You're talking about arguably the best running back in football or certainly one of them who's in his third year and has gotten an over overwhelmingly heavy workload in training camp. Like they've been working that guy. They're not giving a lot of reps to Bo Scarborough and Darius Jackson. And yeah, it, it could help him, but again, risk reward, risk reward. And there's not a whole lot of reward and a hell of a lot of risk. I think I, right. I, I refuse to believe that 10 snaps for one of the best running backs in football is going to make that big of a difference. The only thing we have it to judge it by is that every year during the preseason starters play. And whatever, for whatever amount of time, they play. And so the coaches, the people that evaluate this stuff professionally, think for some reason it makes a difference. Yeah. So I'm going to trust that it makes some kind of difference and for them. I and don't, that standpoint, I don't disagree some, with that. Some reps. It does make a difference. It's just not worth the risk. Right. Well, and, and I mean, to me, I, I look at it like you guys have both run, you know, some half marathons, right? Yeah. And, and I mean... So that's the only thing I can kind of equate this to or, or any kind of sport where you're not you haven't done it in a while. I would at least want a little bit of time before it really, really counts. So, you know, you don't have to run the whole thing, obviously, but you want to run a little bit. You don't want when as soon as it's time to race. I haven't raced anything in a year. You know, I haven't run at all. And so I think that's kind of for me mentally, I would just be like. I got a few carries in that game against Arizona, not many, but a few where I'm not going into Carolina and I haven't done anything since the Philly game last year. Mm -hmm. I, that that would be my thing. It was just yeah. just I want I want five or six. So I'm not. It's only been two weeks. It hasn't been 47 right. weeks. And even if it's not a lot, it's just a little taste. Like it's just a little taste of taking that hit and going down and getting back up. Like it, that's a part of it. It's just kind of See, getting your if your he body lifts off the field, it, Dave's you know? going to be like, "I told you so." I understand it, but I'm, if he, I'm, if he's done, done, football, though, I'm done football. saying I told you so because I say it every year and I'm always right. I'm always right. About what? How's that? I was right about Romo. I proved my point. I, they got lucky, I, they, but Zach Martin got hurt last weekend. Zach, they could have lost their best player for the year. So I'm usually right about this. That's so not being, but that's not being right because every team does it, and there's still oh, teams I, that win the Super Bowl. Like the, the team that won the Super Bowl last year, they did the exact same aren't thing. Aren't they about four and one in the regular season in Week One? Since um, you've been, I mean, since the last five years. No, they're three and two. I think they've lost two openers. Every single team in the league does this. Somebody still wins every year. So it, your point is not proven. You look across the league. There are tons of teams that go through the preseason. They play their starters. Every team plays their starters. I don't think you can make that point without like going and breaking down how teams use their starters. In you the mean to tell me there are teams that don't play their starters I in bet the preseason? There are teams that play them a lot less. 
that's not the point because we're not saying play them a lot. We say play them a series. You're saying they're teams that don't play their starters in the preseason. Uh, I think you just have to go back and see like the top players, the guys that don't play, and what do they do? How does how's their season start? I mean, you know, Emmett Smith, I don't think did much of anything in the in the preseason. Look at look did. at the the runner in, in in Pittsburgh. The last couple of years, he's had a slow start because he hadn't been in training camp and hadn't played. Well, okay, a and, that, and though, that's too, a little bit different because he didn't, he's he not practicing. Yeah, if right. Zeke was doing nothing, then I would agree Remember with you. We have a tour coming in here. Y'all want to see Zeke in the preseason? Y'all think Zeke should play against the Cardinals? Everybody preseason? wants to see Zeke. Crazy. 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 You're just saying, no, let's crazy. wait to the Everybody's season. in on that. I, You're the crazy one. No. No. Oh. <laughs> potato, potato. Keep my okay. all pros off the field until the results matter. I don't think they heard exactly what you said. They're like, yeah, great, whatever. No, they're all in. They're all in. All right, let's move Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's get into Randy Gregory, a guy that... Do we didn't you... even talk about Rico. Thank God. It worked. Yes. Oh, shoot. <laughs> that was Dave trying to get away from Rico. Awesome very diversion. good diversion. Very good diversion. <laughs> and he did divert us. We went on a whole rampage for the last no. 10 minutes. We don't want to talk it's about a... Rico. We can talk about no, Rico. It's okay. We've let's talked just, plenty let's of just finish about this Rico. Game because he's one of those players that if he, if he misses a block and the guy gets sacked, it, everyone in the press box is going to laugh. It's going to be on everybody's little meme on their, on, you know, on their uh, Twitter. And oh, this guy's horrible. He needs to be playing basketball in Europe. That's what's going to happen. If he catches another touchdown pass or, or a touchdown pass, it's going to be on memes on Twitter. And this guy's the next Antonio Gates. So he's one of those. Everything that happens with him, it, it's just hot and cold. It's like he's he's great. You got to keep him, or you got to get rid of this guy. You know, there's really no in between. So, but here's the part that I that I still go back to. Amber, you and I were having this conversation a little earlier. When you look at a guy like Dalton Schultz, guess what? If he's out there, there's as much of a chance that he's going to get tossed, and they're going to get to the quarterback as well. So I don't I don't really. I, it would be one thing if you had a roster of really well developed tight ends that you felt great about. I don't think that's the case here. All of them, to some degree, are trying to prove something or another. Jeff Swaim is the only one that really has any experience, right? And so I don't think it's a situation where, uh, where you're, you're really looking at this and saying, we've got to have these other guys because they're so, so much more experienced or they're so much better at this particular thing than him. I think they all got warts. And, and quite frankly, the one thing that he does that none of them can do is catch passes in an athletic way that he does. And so if none of them can do that, but they're all a little shaky blocking. Yeah. What are you really losing? You I, I don't mind cutting the fourth round pick. Not in this case. Not in a case in a case like this. It doesn't bother me at all because I already feel like I won. I've got a seventh round pick that's starting. I've got an undrafted free agent that's going to be a backup that I like. Yeah. And I've got a sixth round pick I took off of a basketball team that is going to make the team. So I, I feel like, yes, you, you kind of wasted a resource here, but you've actually got three over here. That's the, I mean that's my thought. I don't think they they believe that way. They put a lot of hard work into drafting these. I guys. would have to see that to believe it. Just yeah. with how much they pride themselves on their drafting. It's been ten years since they drafted, or twelve years since they cut a, a fourth round pick. I yeah. know where they have four. Then I, I just think which it, I, I you honestly can do that. that. Yeah, I do too. I, I think you can do that, and I just I feel like this guy's going to end up. Somebody's okay. going to be willing to say we'll deal with the warts because we're going to get some value okay. out of it. Let's say Carolina is this Sunday. Yeah. This Sunday is Carolina. They keep four. Who who is your third tight end in uh, active? Jarwin or Schultz? Sorry, Jarwin's. You two. take Schultz. Yeah, 
I mean, I take. I, no, 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 no. I never, I never answer with what I would do. I'm saying what I think they. Yeah. Would okay. Do. Okay. I think that. Schultz, and Schultz I agree with you. I think that's they a Brian well. thing. Brian's taught you that. Like, like well, which is which is what <laughs> fans want to hear. They want to hear. There's a time to offer your opinion, but I think fans want to hear both. I think fans want to not only know what the team, what they think the team's going to do. But also what your opinions are, because you guys are in a position to give opinions. Yeah. So. Here's the thing: I I don't think we've seen enough of Rico. Like they haven't put him out there enough to where we can fully say, "All right, you know what? This is great. Let, let's just keep it going." Or maybe this is just what he does. A little bit of this. Now, is that gonna fill you up? Maybe not. I don't know. But they just haven't given him yet enough time, enough playing time, and that's what I want to see. Because again amazing athlete the body is incredible as far as the position he wouldn't have been able to make that catch that he made last weekend if he wasn't the type of guy that he is as big as he is so let him play so you want to see 60 snaps on sunday night i'd be down i kind of do i would be 100 and i'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth because earlier in the week i was like well you got to give those other guys options because they need to develop as well but i'm starting to think you kind of need to figure out with him and so in this situation, you would gain way more by giving him a full load because you're going to have to make a decision specifically yeah. on him. So I would be okay with the idea of them just running him out there for the whole game. I really would. Him and Schultz both, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and whatever happens, no, happens. But go I'm not. It. I'm not trying to put Swaim and Jarwin in that cat, Zeke category where I don't want to see him. But I think I need to see Schultz and Rico more than I want to see Swaim and Jarwin. And those two are making the team. Right. There's no doubt we know in my that, mind. That, those two are going to make happening. the team. Yeah. Right. Do y'all want to see Randy? Yes, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, I was about to, I was oh about you to... want to see him? Randy Gregory has one career sack. He's Randy. not Zeke Elliott. He's and not he, on that level. And right. his coach. Oh, go ahead. I, I was going to talk about what the coach, Coach Mariani, said yesterday. Or he talked about the grade that coach gave him, which was a C minus for a guy that we kind of all been praising as far as. C minus, man. Yeah, the comeback. I mean, what the kind of comeback he's made? I've had I've had a lot of parties after a C minus. Man, I'm okay with that as long as it's not one. What did he say? He even said like D for diploma, right? I said that all the time when I was in college. D's get you degrees, is what he said. Hell yeah, I said that too. D for diploma. I I think so. A C minus on a guy who has shown a lot of good things right now, given the history that we know of him. So. I don't think he played that great in the game, which, I mean, he was okay. He wasn't like a difference maker like we saw at practice. So I can understand why. I mean, that's a game grade. He, he wasn't really just pushing the pile back every time, but he was a little bit active. The ball got out quick, which is what you want. So, I, I mean, I don't think he played poorly. C minus, you know, he whatever. He would have had a sack if not for a holding call on – or a false start. False start. Maybe somebody, false start because they called – they stopped the play, yeah. He zipped right around the corner. Yeah. He, yeah. But, you know, the interesting part about that is I would wonder if that C minus had anything to do with um, – and, and I don't want this to sound bad. Let me quantify it. Let me qualify it. Effort, and what I mean by that is, you know, they they put a lot of stock in running to the play after, you know, even if it's down the field, everybody right. charging That's to true. the play, and a guy like him that has not played a lot of football, they may be like, hey, we need more, we need more, and that that's a process that he's gonna have to go through to get himself back into shape. That's the difference between being in shape and being in football shape is the ability to run full blast for a play. Go back to the huddle yeah. and then do it all over again and I, keep doing it over I, and over. I and over guarantee again. there have been guys that have had two sacks in a game that have like a C. Yeah, that's grade. what my point. We yeah. don't we don't hear the grades all the time, right. you know. 
I don't. Honest Scandrick used to do that on the other side. He's like Marinelli. Like, I guess is great. Marinelli punished. offered that up. Like he was like, yeah, I gave him a C minus. No, Gregory. Rain, that, okay, that yeah. they they don't like to give out the grades. They don't like to talk about that stuff. No, they don't put the report card up on the yeah. wall <laughs> for the like, media no. to see. No, <laughs> so can you just see I, that would be a, every Thursday thing. Like, <laughs> would you get? Would Who's you get for Byron Jones? Week? Who got <laughs> a, a minus? I thought I wrote down. Yeah, no. <laughs> That would be funny, actually. Yeah, but it's fair it. to say we we've liked everything that we've seen from him so far. And out of that game, even when he wasn't necessarily making a good play or like a play that was significant enough, we did see him, or at least I did, running around and just taking off. And maybe something that you were pointing out, making sure that he's going after that play, even the fact of him running after that guy yeah. wasn't gonna do anything because he was. It just wasn't going to get there. But he still had the effort to keep going for it and at least try and rush. And his athletic ability, he's great compared to everybody else. Like, he's at the NFL football level right now. You could talk about the grade all you want. At the end of the day, if the Cowboys feel comfortable enough to basically move Tyrone Crawford to defensive tackle, that tells you all you need to know about what they really think about where Randy Gregory is. Because I wasn't expecting much this season. I think they expect he's going to be able to contribute starting out the season. I actually I want to talk more about that because Stephen Jones mentioned it this morning. But if you want to take a break first, we can. Yeah, um, yes. why don't we do that? All right. Yes, let's go ahead and take a break. We'll hit that, and then we have a call waiting on us and a few fan questions. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Back. To the break. All right, we are back. Dave, what kind of underwear are you wearing? Oh, God. <laughs> How are you doing? How you doing? What's going on? How you uh, doing? I am wearing Tommy John underwear, as a matter of fact. No BS. Second day in a row. Got my, I'm in the middle of my rotation. Got the good underwear going. It's date night tonight. I'm yeah, I Tommy wish. That sure. would be fun. Yeah. 
Um, okay, we don't need to get into that, Derek. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tommy John is amazingly comfortable. Amber, I appreciate you asking. I it's I feel like I'm wearing nothing at all. It's great. TommyJohn.com forward slash cowboys. You can get 20% off your order. You can feel on top of the world like me. You can have beautiful women ask you what kind of underwear you're wearing. All you got to do is go shop Tommy John. <laughs> is that why you get the question? Yeah. Because they it's know got the no, It's got nothing to do with the read, you know? <laughs> so... Do that. Thank you. Thank nice. you for that. <laughs> All right. Before we got into break, you were about to tell us something that you heard today. Yeah. No, Stephen Jones really kind of, he dished for like 15 minutes today. And just, you know, so we've seen Tyrone Crawford play some tackle here in practice for the last week or so. And I asked him because, you know, the, the problems of defensive tackle have been well documented. The Randy Gregory story has been well documented. So I asked him, you know, is Tyrone playing tackle more about what you don't have at tackle or is it more about what you do have at end? And he he said, you know, it's it's really a lot about what we have at end. And, you know, we were talking about this off air just now. Nobody could have predicted in July that Randy Gregory would even be practicing, let alone practicing well. And on top of that, I don't want to speak for y'all, but, you know, going back to the Dalton Schultz thing, once you get to the fourth round, I assume you're probably not going to contribute in a big way you know that's what, kind of where the drop-off is uh I was wrong about Dorrance Armstrong in that regard I mean he's still got to do it in the regular season but he looks he looks like a guy who can contribute right away I I mean I, I do think if we go back and and we had several questions whether it be on here or what guys that you're thinking are going to impact and I mentioned him several times because I thought he would push Taco Charlton to a level that would be really good. I mean, and I think he's done that. And I think that, that they've all learned from DeMarcus as well. So, I mean, I, I thought they were gonna ha- we were going to see a little bit of him. Not to this level. He's been stronger than I thought he would be yeah. as a rookie. I mean, uh, he's got mm-hmm. upper body strength that you just don't see coming in the door, which makes me think next year he could be just a, a breakout player. And, throw- well, just the other another thing Stephen said, which I think is important to note, like people always want it to be black and white. I don't think... Tyrone Crawford is just now an under tackle, and that's all he's going to be. Steven, he's, Steven said he's probably going to do both. He's got the versatility to do that. He still plays the run really well. He's still probably, I would guess, going to be a defensive captain. I think you'll see him play in too. But they've got two right ends that they didn't think they had when training camp started. So, yeah, why not try to get him on the field especially? And we've seen that in practice. I think in, in nickel, obvious pass rushing situations, if you can put – Tyrone at three technique that sounds pretty nice to me so he, he's a captain right now and and he's he's done everything they've asked him to do um if if and when he ever goes to another team and has that first interview he'll probably talk about the frustration of being here and and what you know he got his body to the point where he is going to be a defensive end and then these guys blow up and now he got to slide inside and he's not he he doesn't look like a defensive tackle he looks like an end so, you know, it's just kind of been a frustrating thing for him. His versatility has kind of got the best out of him. And then he's an un, now he's small playing tackle, and he's not going to, you know, and all fans look at They don't look at that number. They look at his salary number and like, whoa, where's the sacks? And so he's in a, kind of a no-win situation, in my opinion. I'll eat some crow in that regard, too, because in the offseason, we even we're like, he's not playing tackle. Play he tackle. can't play tackle. But he's versatile, and then, I mean – the the blunt truth of the matter is if there's guys on the roster that look like they can rush the passer better than you you're gonna you're gonna get moved or sad or whatever i mean that's just i mean randy gregory looks the way he looks he's gonna get to play um but you know stephen jones said this too and to his credit 
think Tyrone Crawford just cares about winning games and contributing to a, a positive. He's a great effort. teammate. No, he's yeah. he's and, and it's the reason why they can qualities. do this with him because yes. not every player would be as amenable to something you, like this. You need guys like that, and yeah, I mean he's going to get killed because you would prefer his salary to be a little bit lower, but I, yeah, he's yeah, he, I, I got nothing brings, but good stuff to say about yeah, Tyrone Crawford. Yeah, he brings all those other qualities that are important off the field as well. And Kent, do we still have Nigel on the line? We do. Let's get in. Go ahead, Nigel. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey. Thanks for taking the call. You know, Nick, I got to tell you, now I'm starting to realize why Vince Vaughn blew you off at Naboo a couple years ago. Oh. Naboo? Nobu. <laughs> Nobu. <laughs> why is that? Had a little chat. Yeah, he's a little, you know, thinking you're a little negative on our boys. But, hey, look. This is going to bother you, but uh, I've been holding for a while. This, uh, I just want to touch base on a couple of things. Rico Gathers, I know that's going to kill you. You're probably rolling your eyes right now. And uh, Cooper Rush. Um, first thing uh, with Rico, in my opinion, you know, I've been out to the practices. I've been watching him for the last two years. And some guys, you know, Allen Iverson, didn't like to practice. Some guys don't show up at practice like they show up at game time. And in my opinion, which probably means nothing to anyone, when I watch Rico, he can post up. And with today's cornerbacks, they're rarely looking at the ball. They're always, you know, chasing the receiver down the field. Nobody's eye on eye on the ball anymore, pretty much. And he sets himself up just to make plays. I think he's a gamer, and I hope to God he proves that to you this week. And that's my show not. The other is Cooper. I think he's a stud, man. He hasn't thrown a pick once. And he's just been put in horrible situations like last week's game. He had no chance. I mean, I don't care who you put in. Guy had no chance. So those are my points. I'm sticking to it. I hope Cooper has a great game. And, yeah, Zeke, I think they all, I think they all need to play a quarter. Continuity means everything, no matter how good you are. You know? All right. Thanks for the call. <laughs> well, I'm not... I don't think he said anything that Nick would disagree with, honestly. I don't know. I don't know where that came from about being negative and being negative. I thought I was the negative guy. <laughs> what a, I don't know. I mean, I, that guy was cool. I don't, I'm, I'm like, he was delivering that as though he had controversial opinions. I don't. Yeah, I think Rico should make the team. That's I think what, he will make the team. That's what Rico does well. I don't think Cooper Rush is a stud. But yeah, I think he kind of overstated that a bit. I see he hasn't done enough for me to say he's a stud. I yeah. think he's a developing player. Yep. There have been some things I like that I've seen from him. There have been some things I was like, eh, I'm a little ambivalent on. So, I, I mean, I most me of most ambivalent. of Cooper Rush's struggles I would attribute to the people around him more yeah. than yeah. his own ability. But yeah, I don't. But everything. I, I think, you, go ahead. Sorry, I was just gonna say I've seen I've seen good enough things coming from him already being at a bad situation that I would expect him to be a lot better when put like with the offensive line, the first team and all that, if needed. That's why when it, when we talk about bringing in a veteran guy or whatever, last game, I mean, yeah, that was pretty bad. That, that was not good and it made me think, man, maybe we do need to bring someone in yeah. here. But you have to take into account that he's not put with the right guys on the field that can help him and allow him to perform at a better level. And that only goes so far. I mean, I remember 2014, this team was rolling, um, and, and Romo goes down. Brandon Wheaton comes in behind an offensive line that has three all-pros, and, and they, they lost 
two games. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it's always was the case with Emmett Smith as well. You know, the, the, the guy mattered, as, as Garrett would say. The runner matters and the quarterback matters. And so, uh, but I think you're right. Cooper Rush, he's come in. He's done a nice job every time he, he gets the chance for the most part. I think he's your backup quarterback unless Mike White can, can change your opinion. But I think I he's, th- your, he's your backup quarterback. I got to see it to believe that he's going to, like, hold the hold the rope if Dak goes down you know like I'm not yeah if Dak goes down for an extended period of time different level yeah I think they're probably screwed but maybe I'm wrong but that's just how I feel right now but he's been he's been adequate for now here's a a question from Twitter who has been the bigger or the biggest disappointment this camp between Coney Ely and Jihad Ward and we were talking about that in the press box at practice yep. last night. And we had the same answer. We not. did have the same answer. It was not a pass rusher. No. Um, between those two, that I would, I would say Coney Ely for me. I Is mean, it because of expectations? Probably. Right? I mean, but but what were your expectations? The, well, the really? Jets cut him. So if the Jets you know, didn't feel like he was a good player, I mean, well, that's I think for me at least, I didn't know a lot about Jihad Ward coming in the door. I knew a bit more about Coney Ely. So my expectations maybe were a little higher knowing where he was drafted and that at some point somebody thought he could play at that level. Did you not end up hearing more about Jihad Ward towards the middle of camp? camp. Yeah, yeah, during camp, absolutely. I I think, I mean, those things kind of tend to show or like show a lot more who's doing better because when you start hearing from a guy that you've never really heard of before and now you're hearing his name constantly – then that's a good thing. Right. I guess I'll probably say Ely, again, you know, his career hasn't panned out that way, but you had the hope that he could become that guy that had three sacks in a Super right. Bowl. Jihad Ward, there's a chance he doesn't make this team, and I'll st- I'll do that deal again because that's why Tavon Austin's here, and yeah. that's how good I feel about Tavon Austin. I right. mean, I know, you know, he it's a separate trade, but they don't trade Ryan Switzer away if they never get – Tavon Austin. So I'll gladly do that whole thing again, even if I get and nothing. just take a flyer. Even, even I mean, yeah. Th- yeah, like literally, when that happened, you know, the word going around this building was like the Raiders drafted him too high. We liked him at the Senior Bowl. We thought, you know, but you know, we'll just see what we got. Like it's not like they were like, this is our under tackle of the future. Like right. that's not the type of stuff you're doing on a day three trade anyway. Yep. So probably Ely. Okay, and we haven't really hit on Dan Bailey again since we've been back. And last time, to. last time we talked about him, it was still kind of a concern. So here's a question: Has Dan Bailey's recent success in practice and games relieved some of our concerns? Yeah, I, but what? Let me let me back up a bit because I don't think well, last time we talked about this, I don't think anybody was concerned yet. I don't think. Yes, we were. I was. Yes, I was. All of us. I, was I wasn't. I didn't say I was concerned yet. Are you kidding me? No, I, I think what we said was right now we're keeping an eye yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but that's not what concerned, I mean. Just keeping an eye on it. Want to see what happens, but not concerned. When you're keeping an eye, you're kind of concerned because you're no, keeping No, you an just eye. like want to see if you go, get to a point where you need to be concerned. Go back and listen to that show she's what talking we about. We sound kind of concerned. <laughs> we sounded pretty concerned. All right, I didn't re- remember it like that. Maybe <laughs> I'm wrong. Just it, it comes down to the regular season, like it, his second miss. 
Mm-hmm. When is his second miss of the season? Is it halfway through the year? No big deal. Is it the first game? Is it the second game? And, and how, how many long? Times? And how, yeah. long? how long? That's what I'm saying. And, yeah. So when he gets to the second miss, where are we in the season? And then that's what I mean. He can make every kick from now on, but I guarantee if he misses a 28 yard field goal in Carolina, there'll be some talk. You're absolutely right, and so. I, you're absolutely right. But he had four misses in three days, and that's when we had that conversation. And since then. He has missed one, one. kick in two weeks, yeah. and and he made in a game. So, you're of course if he's if he struggles in the regular season, then it's a completely different conversation. But my the hackles on my but, neck were standing up, and I've seen enough that I'm kind of back to just the, like, all right, he's fine. Best kicker in the NFL right now is probably Justin Tucker, right? Yeah, Baltimore. no doubt about it. So, in my opinion. He misses. He misses. No, I'm just serious. No, he is. Right. Yeah, 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 I think he's yeah. the all-time leading uh, yeah, he kicker. Statistically, he, he's the best. In the he league. beat uh, Bailey <laughs> yeah. from uh, the start of the season. It was Bailey. But if Tucker misses three kicks in the first three weeks of the season, Baltimore's going to be looking at what, what they're going to be a little bit on. concerned. Yeah, that's just the nature of the business. And that's, that's just it's kicker. Yeah, yeah it's just it's the way it is. No yeah. other, and it's it sucks because no other position is like that really. No, maybe punter. No. Specialists, basically. Like, you don't need to know the system of how we do things here. The right. ball just sits there and you kick it. And there are a ton, of, there are a ton of average guys available to you at any given moment, right. right? So it's, I mean, you know, we talk about Mike White, like you can cut a fifth round pick, but it's different with a quarterback. Well, you can, you know, doing something 75% of the time is great at every other position but kicker. Like, yeah. that's just <laughs> right. the way it goes. I mean, 75 ain't going to do 75 sucks. Yes, that's horrible. So. Well, at least seeing him get that kick and make it in during a game, although it's preseason, it's still a game environment. It gave me personally a little bit of relief because we talked about the mental aspect of things yeah. and being right in the game and not letting that his conscious or mental things affect him as far as kicking. So I'm feeling good about Dan Bailey. Always have been, always will be. And, I never doubted uh, him. I'm his Dan number Bailey, one fan. Dan Bailey is on my desk. A picture of him is on my desk. He can juggle I'm a Team soccer Bailey. ball. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. he can. <laughs> All right. Who do you guys think will be the eighth guy to make the team on the O-line? Is he here yet? Nope. <laughs> uh, that was simple. I think I think you're going to have to have nine oh. make, make the team. Go with nine? Mm. Yeah, because I don't so think... So is the eighth guy already here? Yeah, I think the eighth guy's... Well... I th- no, I don't think the eighth guy's here. I think the so ninth guy. So you need to. Uh, I think Kadeem oh, Edwards okay. is here. I can agree with that. And I think that they'll, they'll sign someone a little bit better. If Travis Frederick is not ready to play, I think you're going to have to keep his spot open and then have to sign somebody else yep. to practice and do all that stuff. So I, yep. I think you keep nine. I think you, you get a, a center who will probably be a game day guy. Well, you know, Kadeem will probably be a game day player as well. You, you'd have to go long there. Do you? Yeah, because if Looney starts, see, the, the beauty of, of having him is that he is a backup to three spots. I don't know if you're going to get that backup to three spots. Well, but I think the, the way I look at it, at least, I would think between Looney and, um, and 75, you got Fleming. two guys, Fleming, you got two guys that. Right, but that Looney can both starts. Play. Let's say Frederick doesn't play, Looney starts. Yes, if Frederick doesn't play. Who's your backup guard? Edwards? Who's your backup center? See, that's, that's, that's my So thing. right now, right now, do they play. have a backup center on this team outside of. Of they Joe signed Looney, the guy. Well, they, they the signed guy a new they just guy. On, but I'm saying, or... is that a camp body, or is that somebody that you think legitimately is going to be on Probably this team? Probably talking about it Monday, but yeah, we'll know. <laughs> we'll know. <laughs> that's it's that's a tough thing to answer yeah. right now. Like with Travis Frederick's yeah. health up in the air. If 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 we assume that Travis Frederick can play, 
I think Kadeem at least makes the initial cut, and then maybe they try to swap him out. But, but. it's weird how a Travis Frederick injury can affect the tight end spot, can te- uh, mm-hmm. affect the, the last defensive back. Quarterback? Quarter eight, yeah, mm-hmm. it affects Let's... all that because that is a center spot you have to keep open, obviously. We yep. talk, I mean, it's, and don't get me wrong, I'm not talking down on it, but like we talk, so the 53-man projection, what's the final roster? Like, it, it's going to last for 12 hours, and it'll change again after the first game because somebody will get hurt and... Like, the 53 never lasts longer than, like, 24 hours. It's yeah. just constantly changing. So, All right. I think that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in once again on Cowboys Break. For Nick Inman, Derek Eagleton, David Hellman, and Member Garcia. And this was Cowboys Break on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. Radio.